Welcome to Get This Shit, the bi-monthly podcast that answers the questions you've always had, but forgot to ask. Prepare your earballs. Hi, hello, welcome. I'm Kaylee, and I am here with my wonderful, amazing um, genius of a, po- of a co-host. Po- I was trying to say podcast co-host, and it came out po-host. So po-ho. I think we just made can a new a word. You can, absolutely can be a po-ho. Uh, yes. Uh, that is Cassie. Hi, how are you? <laughs> and um, yeah, you all are listening to Get This Shit. What's up? How you like our uh, new intro, uh, though? It's, it's, it's got a little little jazz to it, a little jazz jazz sound. Yes, it's a little jazzy. Yeah, so hopefully it's uh, got y'all kind of jazzed up. Retain. Yeah. Retain and yeah. hang out for a few minutes. Bouncing around the car a little bit, you know, I think. Yes, uh, that's what I thought when I heard that first little bop. I, <laughs> I just was... Do you you were full on like fist pumping kind yes. of out yeah it was glorious um Thank I do you. have to tell our audience about the headphones you currently have on they have tell cat everyone. ears to them yes. um luckily yes. she's not distracting yes. me by lighting them at the moment oh wait 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 uh, we gotta find uh, she fondles them to are find they the on button. backwards right now I think they may be on you backwards bitch <laughs> charge them oh no so for them to be on and all lit up and colorful they have to be charged and i didn't do that but they're still cute little cat ears they're adorable (laughs) thank you yeah we're stepping up our fucking sound game over here we have headphones and we have an intro can we get any more podcasting i mean we're pretty fucking official like i I feel like it took us 21 episodes (laughs) to get our shit together (laughs) you mean for your to for you to do all of the shit for us all together you've literally done everything and I just kind of bop in like, hey, how's it going? Like, uh, let mean, the, let the, let the it's not like in. I've been busy since <laughs> September of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. Painfully true. That's okay. How have you been? <sighs> well. Because I haven't seen you and it's awfully I upsetting. I didn't make it over here Tuesday. Poor thing. so much going on. It's okay. But poor little doodle. I know, but you know that I don't really function well unless I see you once a week, apparently. Truth. So. Very true. But you had uh, stuff going on. What a you lot of stuff going on. So Tanner and I found out that we will be moving. Yay! Uh, it's very exciting. We're waiting on our official uh, yes. time frame, but I actually have this coming weekend off. And for me to get a weekend mm-hmm. off, I literally have to work 10 days in a row. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for popping in. So in <laughs> like my last Tuesday, I had off. I had to go and help mom and dad. And then, of course, like we ended up mm-hmm. actually looking mm-hmm. at the house then. So, yeah. my God, it's only been a week ago. It's insanity. Oh so I know. So we went and looked at it. 
Uh, and then Wednesday, Tanner and I actually had our three-year anniversary. Happiest anniversary. Thank you. It was fun. We just decided Hi. that, you know, it's going to be stressful the next couple of weeks. So we're going to take the day and actually enjoy it together Do instead of worrying about everything. So we made yeah. it down to Mass Ave. Um, Beautiful. It, for those of you that know Indianapolis, Tanner and I will be moving to the actual like Fountain Square area, which is kind of downtowny near Mass Ave. The, it's so cute. It's very cute. It's it it's, has well. It's also very gentrified, but it's really cute. It is. It was not cute when we <laughs> were growing when up. When we were kids, uh, but they've made it very cute. They're like, like half million dollar houses down the street that yeah, like people are all genderifying up. So we went to Mass Ave, which is also downtown Indianapolis. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. Uh, It has a lot of shopping and walking. And we decided to actually kind of immerse ourselves in that idea and, and you know, talk about it and talk about the pros. And there's a dangerously a Mexican restaurant walking distance yes. to my new. It's my favorite one. I, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, I also found my nail salon. It's, walk, it's walking oh, distance. Yes. So apparently I'm now that person. Never thought I would be that person, yeah. but I'm kind of excited. It's it's going to be fun, and it's going to be kind of a, a new little chapter, and I'm get started. so excited. Yeah. It's I, uh, I was looking at a salon on Mass Ave in Bottle Works. Not that it matters. There is a coffee place in Bottle Works in like the actual, I don't know, it's the hotel or whatever, but you're walking beside it. It's called, I believe, like Blue Collar. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm walking out of no idea what I'm ordering. So I was mm-hmm. like, I need something strong, cold, because it was hot as fuck. Uh, and so she got me this cold brew, put a little caramel in it, a little cream in it. Yeah. It was the best cold brew I've ever had. Hell yeah, I bet it was. I don't know. She made it for you this morning. Right? Like that morning. I don't know what difference, what differs between that cold brew and Starbucks cold brew. But there is a massive. Starbucks is disgusting coffee. First of all, Starbucks is delicious. There are many things. It gets things caffeine into me. Starbucks that are delicious. But their coffee is Definitely it's, not my favorite. It's definitely, I believe, a little bit more watered down for it, sure. It's watery and it's... How can it be watery and fucking acidic as shit at the same time? Yeah. I just feel like I'm now I'm I think, old and bitching well, about my fucking heartburn <laughs> and shit because I drank too much I do 20s. like cold brew for the purpose. Like, it doesn't upset my stomach as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely it's like not... It's literal hot, yeah. It's definitely not as uh, rough on me tummy. Yes. Don't have to visit the uh, restroom quite as <laughs> Well, I was going to talk about heartburn, afterwards. but that's fine. Coffee doesn't always, coffee doesn't give me heartburn. Fucking peanut butter gives me heartburn. Oh, and you love peanut butter. Yep. I've had to switch to the peanut butter powder. Peanut butter is like your favorite thing in the world. It is, but we it's now the fucking together. devil. You literally had to leave the top off of it because yeah. you just wanted to continue eating it. Yeah, I just take spoonfuls of peanut butter. I mean, yeah. there are some days that I need a spoonful of peanut butter and the heartburn's worth it. Because also, I fucking hate Tums. They repulse me. Really? Repulse me. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I will only take them if I am for sure about to breathe up a fireball. Wow. Yes. And oh, my God. Like, Is Pepsin? it the chalk? Is it the texture? I, I think a little bit. The texture doesn't help 
but I don't even know how to explain it to okay, you. That's it, fair. It turns my stomach. I think I think it's not just the chalkiness, but it's the texture and the um the feeling on my teeth. The leftover kind of feel. Yeah. yeah. The coating, just, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you think about it, like it's supposed to be coating your stomach. Sure. So it's just you have yeah. that coating though in your mouth. I don't know, man. I've tried all different sorts of shit other yeah, than, yeah. you know, taking a regiment, regulated, regimented is what I meant. Right. A regimented heartburn pill, you know. Oh, honey, I'm set. so old. I take yeah. one every fucking day. I, see, it's just that's called, the it, next step. It's just called getting old. If I go <sighs> like a couple of days, like I run you out or tell. whatever, and I don't run back. Oh, my God, I'm dying. I'm eating two or three Tums <laughs> every couple of hours Whoa. kind of pain, like not sleeping. No. If I go for an extended period of time without it, like I'm that old person. I'm totally fine with it. I'm Did you know totally that they okay. make shoot like taffies? Like, yeah, yeah, they're heartburn taffies. That's it looks like gum. Uh-huh. It just deteriorates a lot quicker than gum in your mouth. Uh-huh. But it doesn't have that chalky nastiness <sighs> to it. I don't know how I feel about they that. don't work nearly uh, as good. Of course. So not. you go through a bunch and they cost a lot, but one of my coworkers had them. Gotcha. So that's how I found out about them. So when I feel bougie, I get them. And when you feel bougie. But Harrison got me on to putting Pepto-Bismol, mm-hmm. which still repulses me. Uh, it, it doesn't taste like your childhood because it tastes like childhood get to me. out of here! <laughs> no, no, it doesn't because I have been medicated with adult medication <laughs> since I was eight years old. I never got the bubblegum <laughs> shit! Never in my life. When people are like, ooh, bubblegum medicine, bubble- ooh, the pink medicine. No. No, no, no. You want to know what the pink medicine was for me? It was straight up fucking amoxicillin, and that was it. Oh. There was no flavoring. It was I chemical. Like that was the flavor of it. Oh uh, yeah, I think I remember that from like when I stayed. Yes, my like my grandmother would have that, and if I needed it, that's what I. Got. I had streps throat so badly so often when I was a child. Like I had to take this oral fucking shit all the time. Oh my god! It prepared me for a fucking. One of those called Jaeger bombs. Uh, <laughs> oh no! I oh. still would prefer the amoxicillin or whatever over a Jaeger bomb. Absolutely. Good God! Can I tell you about a stupid fucking story, real yes, quick? Yes, you absolutely can. All right. Does it so, involve Jaeger? I, I, it yes. Okay. So here we go. One of my old coworkers, Heather, who I dearly love. Uh, she was a couple years older than us. She was mm-hmm. in her forties. And most of us were 20s to 30s. Right. She was talking about, she's not a big drinker. She doesn't really like beer. She likes uh, Reds and Angry Orchards and shit. And I fucking love that. She said, oh, the one mixed drink that I will drink is a Jaeger bomb. What's the matter with you? And I was like, Heather. I was like, why are you doing shots? She goes, oh my God, I don't do shots. She's like, I drink it. I'm like, like a drink? Ew. Yes, so we're cracking up in the office. There's a couple other girls in there with us. And I was like, Heather, there is a comedian. His name is Matt Bronger. Oh, yes. So fucking funny. He does this bit about Jaeger bombs. He's like, I'm just going to go to the club. I want to go to a really fratty boy club. 
order with a fucking uh, he wants to have like a tweed jacket on yes with, with the, the patches, patches. yes and he wants to go in and order a barman one jaeger bomb yes <laughs> and he sips on it and he's like mm, ooh, i love the nice smooth chemical oh, drawl she literally yes sips okay yeah she sips on it wait though oh so i said i had heather there's this hilarious comedian let me show you this bit mm-hmm. so i get on at the time <laughs> my boss's computer my friend lauren <laughs> i get on her computer and i'm going to youtube and i'm turned using my mavis beacon home row keys to continue typing as i'm talking and whatever i see out of my eye tube youtube i click on <gasps> Twas not YouTube. It was RedTube. Heather <laughs> and I were like, ah! oh, not that. And I close out of it and I shut the whole laptop. I just <laughs> slam it. Like that's going to change it. Oh, yeah. And everyone looks at me and I said, Lauren, someone was trying to get it on RedTube <laughs> on your computer. <laughs> so then I go back and I look what I did and I said, that someone was me. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I'm an idiot. Just seen it yeah. out of the corner of my eye and tapped on it. I was like, "Why was that in the? Uh, the why? Why does from? it pull up? Yes. Yeah, no, that That's should why not I was pull like, up. Someone must have." And she's like, "No, I'm pretty sure you typed it in red." I was like, "No, I didn't." <laughs> so yeah, I. Oh. I was like, "I'm really sorry if you get in trouble by it." <laughs> All of a sudden, she's like escorted out. Yes, hands behind her back. Can't take anything with her. Tell them it was me. (laughs) They'll believe her. Yes, right. (laughs) Yes, they definitely would. Yeah, I feel like you get like one accidental click as far as it goes. Like as long as you don't spend time on it, much time because they can even monitor the time that you have. Yes. Oh lord, you're so so pretty. Thank you. I don't even remember how we got you, here. Uh, I, somehow it started with Jaeger bombs. Um, and then I don't even know what was before it. We'll have to you. go back and listen. We'll figure it out. It's not a big deal. So uh, let's circle all the way back to our lives. Yeah. What have you got going on? Tell me. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Tell me about so your ultra-thrilling life. Oh, my ultra-thrilling life. Well, if you guys didn't pick up on it um, last episode, I fell in the shower. Um, <sighs> so that was cool. I was trying to wash my hair, and I didn't want to drag my whole fucking <laughs> shower chair in there. Mm-hmm. So I put a stool in there. And uh, when I went back to sit on the stool to rinse out my hair, because I have a shit ton of hair and it takes a long time to shampoo, it takes like 15 minutes for the whole hair routine. So I just wanted to have a little seat. Have a little sit down. I went to have a little sit down and uh, Scarlett took a tumble. Right. The the damn thing just ran out from under you. It did. She said. She said no. Nope. Took off. (laughs) Yeah. And just slid back. I should have thought about that. I should have braced it against the wall or something like that. But hey. Next thing I knew, I was looking at the ceiling and uh, as I like started to remember what was happening and I was like, oh, I'm on the floor. I'm not supposed to be here. Uh Right. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, I distinctly remember making a sound effects style Mm -hmm. splat sound. So (laughs) I landed mostly on my cheek. So good. Uh, Everything seems 
fine. Seems functioning. Okay. Yeah, I felt like I got jumped. But yeah, I bet. Good God, you have to recover after like a long car ride. So I'm sure taking Uh, a little tumble tumble yeah yeah and then i had to fucking call my spine doctor and then call my pt guy my pt guy calls me back and he goes are you upright 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent sure nate said I'm it like, that yeah, way i'm trying to stay upright i, I said I, i'll try to make sure i stay upright for the next week or whatever so uh he was very sweet oh and uh, he was just like well just uh god don't stop moving he's like you're gonna want to stop but don't stop moving and i haven't worked through the pain worked through the pain yeah samuel helped me grow yeah you have a little gardening yeah Yeah. set me up a little pot gardening lifted garden i guess if you want to say an elevator Elevated, elevated garden. garden. Well, that's on well, brand. It's on brand. I mean, yeah, elevated you're 100 percent right. Here we go. Okay. Elevated herbs. That's what we're doing. <laughs> no, no, we're not. In case any police are listening, we're not doing elevated no, herbs. I do. I have rosemary. I have sage. <laughs> I have lavender. In uh, chamomile. It is at a good little height for you out yeah, there, too. I don't have to bend down or anything. And like, I have a, a butt chugging water station. That's when you just submerge your plants into half a thing of water. Oh, so okay. they drink from the bottom, so you don't like kill the stuff at the top. Sorry. Okay, because I, I this girl on TikTok and she calls it butt chug. She has like butt chug Monday or something for her plants. Oh my god. Okay, I'm yes. really, I'm really glad you cleared that up. I'm so sorry. Um, yes, it's did when you, you see put the your face. Po- yes, I okay. did, and I was. That's why I was like, I'm. <laughs> yeah. No, sorry. Yeah, it's when you submerge the bottom of your pot of your plant. Okay. So uh, it can drink from beneath uh-huh. as well as on top, so you don't like drown it. Gotcha. Okay. I have that going on, and I've I've never been very good at growing things. From, oh, yeah, no, me neither. Yeah, especially from a seed. I feel like that's yeah way more difficult. Yeah, I can like if it's already started. You know yes. what I mean? Yes, I, I can. I can, I can keep alive what's it. starting, but th- and this is probably why I don't want to have children. It, <laughs> little little bitty, I do not do well yes. with it. I I need it like sturdy enough, you know. Yes, absolutely. I've never had luck like I said, but mm-hmm. I have learned some things. Have you? I have. What have you learned? Uh, well, I'm going to be talking to you today about. We'll start with soil health. Okay. Okay. All right. But I'll get a little bit more into it. All right. While I was on this seedling journey, <laughs> I talked to my mom and Harrison a lot about okay. it. Because one I understand, the other one. Yeah. Harrison is super into agriculture. Really? Yes. He okay. always has been. And he has grand plans for the future to do a lot of different cool agriculture thing okay we don't need so, to get, we don't i'm wanna, not spoiling yeah I'm yeah not we don't want to spoil thing. his thing but we'll have him on the show and have him tell oh my us god yes uh dude simple yes he will be able to add to a lot of what i'm going to be talking about today okay. the one thing that i gathered from them and you know my my internets my pinterest right. and whatnot is that the soil was really important Okay. And I never really thought about it. I mean, it's You dirt. just need dirt, Yeah, right? you just need dirt, right? Yeah, dirt's dirt. Yeah. As long as it's not like red clay or something. Yeah. Like you're right. It's probably going to grow, right? 
<laughs> well, oddly <laughs> enough, I have seen the effects of tainted soil or bad soil in real time in my little potting adventure. Okay. So I yeah, when I was repotting experiment. Uh-huh. Okay. When I was repotting one of my plants, I'm pretty sure that I didn't remove the soil from one of the planters that I reused. Okay. I removed from this planter a plant that I uh, thought was dead, but it had a few little new growth pokies on it. So I decided to clean it up and repot it and give it another chance. And then I'm pretty sure I lost track of what I was doing. So I ended up not switching out the old soil. Okay. For new soil. Okay. Okay. Now, there is algae or maybe some type of moss that's on top of the soil. Like, there is a green cast to it. Mm -hmm. Since it's been here in Indiana, it's been raining for like the Uh, past week and a half. And when it's not raining, the air is so thick with humidity, you can slice it. Yeah, you can drink that shit. Uh, It's wet even when it's not raining. Yes. Yeah. In the small bursts of sunlight that we've had, I have let them just bask in the glory because I protect them from the overwatering mm-hmm. and with a cover over them. But I've noticed the more that it's exposed to the sun, this green stuff is going away. Okay. But I'm still getting blooms, even though I have that green stuff going on. So it's not murdering it. So it's not murdering it per se. I'm just not sure what it's about, you know? So I'm going to have to do some more research. But I was really bummed because it's my chamomile plant and I Mm. really want those to grow. But it's whatever. I was lamenting this to Harrison and he told me about a really interesting documentary called Kiss the Ground. Okay. I dig the name. Yes. uh, Woody Harrelson Uh, makes some cameos and he is the narrator. Okay. Kiss the Ground talks a ton about soil health. Now, before I start my uh, little book report for you, mm-hmm. I'm going to give y'all a small disclaimer. All right. I am what I would call an amateur researchologist. I have used the most reputable sources that I have for all of the info that I'm going to be telling you today. Okay. You're saying your word is not the Bible. Exactly. Okay. I am I, I'm I, not an I, authority on this. I would hope by now people would understand we aren't authorities on what we're telling you. But it, it's it's nice. I'm, I'm glad you give a little disclaimer. Yes. Well, it's because of some of the content. Okay. So if you disagree with any of the information that I give, I do not know what to tell you. Um, I am using science. So... If anyone has an issue with any of the topics that we cover today, and it's about the science of it, mm-hmm. shut the fuck up. Okay. All <laughs> right. I, I will not entertain anyone debating scientific research. In this okay. house, we believe in science. Okay. 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 So uh, one of the things that I'm going to be talking about is climate change. I see. Okay. See, I was like, we're talking about fucking dirt. I know. She's like all worried about. I'm like, how many people are going to write in about about that? (laughs) About dirt. About dirt, right? (laughs) No, I just, you know. Okay. No, I I will not entertain fuckery. Just letting everybody know. Yeah. We are always happy to hear your thoughts and feelings about info that we share. Mm -hmm. But like I said, 
we will not debate scientific fact. No, I, I think here, at this point at in the world that we that we have, if you're debating that, it just yeah, yeah, this isn't the podcast. I, I can't for take you. you seriously. I'm this very is, sorry. Yeah, this isn't the podcast for you. Yeah, different views, new suggestions, or outside of the box thoughts or solutions, absolutely, uh, or different thought exercises are always welcomed. Mm-hmm. But as long as everyone is respectful, mm-hmm. I will. I will fucking talk about goddamn anything, okay? Absolutely. But we all have to be respectful, just so we all understand, okay? Okay. (laughs) So there's my uh, little disclaimer. Just wanted everyone to understand where I was coming from. So I will let you know what is my personal opinion when it comes to things. I'll make sure that that is completely removed. Right. And we do these little book reports where it's not really a whole lot of our... Now... Me on the other side being told the story. That's kind of where you'll hear personal opinions. But you're just spouting information at me. Yes, ma'am, Pam. Okay. Yes, ma'am. I think we're on the same page. All right. So according to the UN, the world's topsoil, so the stuff that we grow our food out of, right, Mm -hmm. will be gone in the next 60 years. Oh. This means that we have 60 harvests left. Okay. Um, I feel like that should be probably said a little bit more it is Uh, this is the first time i'm hearing about this this is a well-known fact our government knows this right Mm -hmm. why aren't we telling the people i will tell you why the inability to farm displaces over 40 million people a year globally yeah to put that into something tangible, because for me, like, I have to be able to compare it to something mm-hmm. or I just can't grasp it. There have been over, you know, how long humans have existed. More than 20 civilizations like Rome and Greece have been lost due to poor soil and over cultivation. Interesting. Okay. So it's a very serious problem that literally has wiped out civilizations because they are unable to produce enough agricultural products for their you gotta feed yourselves to survive yeah. yeah and they've had to move on or they die out yeah so the problem climate change and soil erosion okay there is so much that goes into both of these topics i'm going to attempt to the best of my abilities to clue y'all in on some of these factors okay, okay. oh lord now uh, a lot of people, uh, myself included, I've heard uh, the different terms global warming and climate change, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Do you know are they the not, difference? Are they not interchangeable? Is they, that what you're telling me? All, almost. It's like how bourbon and whiskey, mm-hmm. like okay. all bourbons are whiskeys, but not all whiskeys are bourbons. Gotcha. I'm with you. Global warming refers to the long-term warming of the planet. Climate change encompasses global warming, but expounds on that. So not just the warming of the actual atmosphere. But other things that are changing. Yes. It refers to things happening on the planet, including rising sea levels, shrinking mountain glaciers, accelerated ice melting in Greenland, Antarctica, and the Arctic. Mm Mm-hmm. It also deals with shifts in flower and plant blooming times. Oh, okay. And greenhouse gases. Okay. One of the largest contributors 
to climate change, but we're going to talk about those a little bit later, okay? Okay. Soil erosion. This is the detachment and movement of topsoil and is the leading cause in soil decay. Now, why is that bad? Well, when we damage the topsoil, it releases water and carbon dioxide into the atmosphere and the soil dries up, okay. meaning the nutrients dies off. Mm-hmm. Now, that soil is devoid of all of its natural microorganisms, the nutrients, and it's loose. Okay. So there's loose dirt. And we remember what happened during the Great Depression. So. Mm-hmm. He's bad. He's bad. Soil erosion and soil decay go all the way back to the Bronze Age. Damn. Mm-hmm. When man invented the plow. Mm-hmm. Plows break up the soil and make a furrow or a small ditch for sowing seeds. This used to be done with one or two plows at a time, and they were pulled by humans or animals. Since the advancement in agricultural machines, you can now plow, harrow, seed, and level multiple acres in a single day. Mm -hmm. Harrowing, this is breaking down the large clots of soil that are left over after plowing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it makes it a little bit finer, a little bit easier to... Plant seed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The Dust Bowl in 1930... Hey! Yes, uh, is one of the most poignant examples of a massive man-made environmental disaster. Rising wheat prices encouraged farmers to plow up millions of acres of native grassland to plant wheat, corn, and other row crops. But as the United States entered the Great Depression in 1920, wheat prices plummeted. When farmers saw that, they tore up even more of the prairie land grass in an attempt to harvest a bumper crop to break even. Okay. So a quick growing crop that they can yeah. turn out, right? Right. In 1931 was the onset of a drought that began killing crops and exposing the bare overplowed farmland. Mm-hmm. Without the deep-rooted prairie grasses to hold the soil in place, it began to blow away. Oh, weird. And then it caused fucking havoc. Uh-huh. There were huge dust clouds. There were twisters, like dust, dust twisters? devils. Dirt oh, devils. Du- That's dirt what devils. they're called. Yes. Dust I, devils. All of this. Dust I, demons. It killed people. Because yeah. Because they couldn't breathe. Yeah. Eroding soil led to massive dust storms and economic devastation. When we damage soil, it releases water and carbon and the soil dries out. This process is called desertification. Okay. So along my uh, looking up, you know, different things about the Great Depression and a little bit before that. uh, Quick question. So, you know, those grasslands. Do you know what to used to roam those grasslands and help keep them? You know, animals. Animals. Yes, there is one uh, specific animal. I want you to think back. They're endangered. Is it big? It's huge Bison. and delicious. Yes, Bison. <laughs> she said, and delicious. And delicious. You know, there there used to be a buff a buff load a butt ton load of buffalo <laughs> in the U.S. Right? Yes. Okay, I did. Do you know what happened to them? I figured we ate them all. Okay. Or killed them yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Got them out of the way so that we could farm. Yes. Okay. 
I have an intriguingly enraging fact for you. Oh, boy. I love enraging facts. The U.S. government sent out hordes of people to kill them in an attempt to starve the indigenous peoples. Oh. And then they wasted them. There are pictures of not a heap, but a mound of buffalo skulls. Good. Good. And mountains of stack pellets that they just ended up burning or throwing away. Good. Good job, America. Yeah, so I found that out. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like fully in, yeah. I literally, mm. the documentary that I was watching. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I just, and the kitties, they woke up. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, boys. I'm Did, sorry. It didn't mean to disturb sorry, me. Not you. Not you. Not you. The government. Just the government. The G-men. All right. God damn it, America. So we're back on track, okay? All right, Just wanted yep. to fill you in about Thank those you. buffaloes. Thanks. <laughs> I needed someone else to know that. Okay. <laughs> so the Dust Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. In the summer of 1936, FDR, or Franklin Delano Roosevelt, took a train tour of the devastation in the Great Plains area. Over 200 million acres of one's fertile, grassy... Uh, yeah, fertile lands. Fertile lands. Ugh. They were permanently damaged from overcultivation and then abandonment. Right. So people would, you know, do their farm thing. And move on to the next. Yes. And when it wasn't raining or they couldn't get enough money for their crops, different things, they would just then leave these yeah. huge plots of land that the topsoil was completely loose and dead. Yeah. Yes. So. Thinking, oh, it, it'll rain and, you know, maybe Mother Nature will take back over. Or sure. Whatever. Or not even thinking about it because. Or not even. Yeah. God, they're, they haven't eaten. You know yeah, what I mean? That's true. Because if they aren't farming, then they aren't eating. Exactly. Yeah, it's not, it's not even about making money off the farming. It's about eating themselves. Yeah. Good God. From like. 1900 to 1960. To be honest, I mean, to 1960 was huge struggles. But then there was so much industrialization Mm -hmm. uh, going on and improving things that, you know, people in the late 1800s made and Mm -hmm. uh, all of that kind of stuff. But Nothing could prepare them for this drought. Right. And this soil, they didn't know. Yeah. Oh, of course not. How to take care of it. So FDR created the Soil Conservation Service, along with many other new deals, (laughs) in an attempt to help save the U.S.'s soil. The Soil Conservation Service is still alive and well today. It is a part of the USDA or the United States Department of Agriculture. And it is now called the National Resource Conservation Service, or NRCS. And I will be referring to it as such from now on. Yeah, that's a mouthful. Isn't it, though? All right. To also aid in getting our farmlands back to top production, we brought a little something-something back from World War II. Okay. Can you guess what it is? pesticides 
Oh, good. Uh, hmm. The man who discovered pesticides, a German scientist, Fritz Haber, first learned how to introduce more nitrogen to the soil to help food production. Uh-huh. So this is that's good. That's good. Yes, yeah. that's what we want. It is wonderful. A bunch of plant food has nitrogen in it and all of this. Nitrates, uh-huh. what have you. You can also renitrogenate your soil by using uh, clean, crushed up eggshells. I have heard that. Yeah, I do it all the time. You have to peel that weird little lining Blech. out of it. And yes, it's very difficult and you don't always get all the eggs. If someone has a tip, please hit us up. Let mama know. Yeah. Because I use ground up eggshells for many things. But you can sprinkle them in your flower bed and your flower pots and whatnot. It's really good for your plants. I've heard that. Yeah. But yeah, I have a weird thing about the feeling of egg. Like egg, egg? Egg, egg. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then you would be disgusted. I get disgusted yeah. every okay. so often because I'll get like one that has a lot at the bottom and I'm like. Yeah. yeah. If, the, if you have a trick, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Hit, hit me up. All right. So nitrogen, good. The next thing Haber goes on to invent is the first pesticide, uh, which wah, is wah. a poison. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, so it kills pests. It, it, yeah. it poisons the pests. And it also, you know, can kill say. plants. Uh, yeah. And whatnot. Or an herbicide. Not very hard to interchange those. Pesticides were the first chemical weapon used in history. Oh, good. From inventing pesticides and herbicides, Haber went on to then develop the poison used in the gas chambers during the Holocaust. Oh, so he just went downhill. He started helping out with the nitrates and shit and yeah. just yeah. snowballed downhill. Yeah. Bruh. Yeah. Real Bruh. quick. So we brought these poisons back from World War II. Thank you, Operation Paperclip. Whoa. And we rebranded them as weed killers and agricultural aids. Oh, good. Oh, we're good, always, right? we're so good at that. Right? Branding. That's, yeah. I, that's American, baby. Oh, 100%. Good branding. Yeah. Yeah. All right. These poisons, they did and do nothing for our soil health. Healthy soil is alive. Mm-hmm. In this documentary, Kiss the Ground. Mm-hmm. They go into so much detail, detail that I could not keep up with and wasn't comfortable trying to explain to y'all like I understood it. A lot of big words. Yes, a lot of big <laughs> words. Chemical compounds. Right. There are microorganisms. There's bacteria. There's types of fungi in this soil. Healthy soil is alive. Yeah. These harmful pesticides and whatnot attack all microbes. Okay. Oh. Attack all microorganisms, including the ones in the soil and the ones in our gut. What? Well, well. Growing in sustained use of pesticides and herbicides have produced many consequences. Lands that used to be healthy and fertile are now unable to heal themselves. Per person, every year, three pounds of pesticide and herbicide is used on our crop per person per person three pounds every year okay Ugh. these poisons have also been found 
to transfer through breast milk. Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it's going to your little baby. Mm-hmm. And it's not your fault. You're just fucking trying to eat green beans, man. Yeah. You know, you're just trying to eat kern. Yeah. How do. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And there are now courts all over the country awarding huge settlements for lawsuits from people who contracted cancer after using the popular pesticide glyphosate roundup uh yeah 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 i was trying to remember the commercial yeah roundup yeah so which by the way still out there i have some in my goddamn garage yeah i didn't know this so listen not only is roundup samuel just told me this well, I was telling him a little bit about this before oh you God. came over. I, yeah, I thought this was like common knowledge because there was commercials everywhere. And uh, yeah, no, you can still actually go out and buy it right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Roundup is owned by this huge company that some people may know, Monsanto's. It Have you ever heard sound, that before? Yeah, there, it's, there's a ring to it. Okay. Well... Roundup is linked to cancer, but not only cancer, but to heart disease. Oh, good. And Monsanto's owns Roundup. Mm -hmm. And what is the main objective of Roundup? What does it kill? Weed killer. Weeds, right? What is the number one weed that people go after? Dandelions. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Did you know that Monsanto's and Bayer aspirin have merged together? That doesn't sound like it should be legal. Their company produces something that the other company supposedly is supposed to help with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't I don't think that should be legal. Like, I feel like some sort of bigger source yeah. should actually say, um, I have a problem with this. Huh? All right. And did you know that scientifically proven dandelions have cardiac healing properties? Shut the fuck up. I have serious. heard that you can, um, there's like extract of dandelion or dandelion yeah. tea that's supposed to be You just... can eat dandelion salad. You can literally pluck it out of the ground and eat it. Really? Yes. They're delicious. I've never thought to I will do. make a dandelion salad for us. One of my friends made a dandelion tin cure. Ooh. It was delicious. Okay. Fabulous. And you can also, with clover, you know, the other one that pops up yeah, so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can make tea out of clover uh do you remember guinea pigs loved oh my god yes that was so cute we had guinea pigs growing up yep (laughs) we were those people (laughs) so okay continue with the shit that should definitely not be legal in any way shape or form so please continue thanks you're welcome Uh, a little aside in the movie tom brady and giselle bungeon are in it i love it and they talk about their healthy eating lifestyle well, yeah, I mean, think about much how much money his body is worth. Yes, Tom mentions that he beats up his body so much during the season. He wants to make sure that whatever he is putting into his body is clean, number one. Right. And he's going to build it back up, give the protein and the nutrients it needs, and that it can properly digest. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, kind of hard to take, like, hits when you have... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you haven't digested things properly. Yeah, so I'm totally down, clean lemon, cleaning, whatever. Bruh, when I tell you Homeboy was eating green soup, like, green, green. Like, like not- the green smoothies, but in soup form? 
Yeah, but a little more green. A little bit like brighter green, not lime, but okay, grass green. All righty. And I believe it was cold as well. So I don't know if that's like a, a type of gazpacho maybe. All right. But I'm not dissing or shaming on preferred diets or whatever like oh you no fucking, you do your thing whatever makes hey, you happy I, whatever makes your body i happy. could i would 110 percent yeah absolutely have the money it's yeah. expensive very expensive. it's very expensive to even just eat quote-unquote organic yes very expensive to even eat vegetables yes is expensive to yes. eat fresh produce yes so okay you know like just some of the watch the documentary and the food i just my guinea pigs would have eaten it like it straight was just all rabbit food yes and you know so does he eat any meat i'm not sure i didn't okay see it. i didn't do much research because mm, i don't really care right right but i'm just saying like he does that you know to make sure that he's in tune with his body his body is doing Whatever, you know, everything it needs. Absolutely. I just had a double smash bacon burger Mm. and a bourbon bramble over the weekend. Mm -hmm. And it changed my outlook on life. I was like, you know what? You can make it. (laughs) This body is fantastic. Absolutely. I just consumed. Like, I I don't know. I was just as fulfilled. And I think my body was just as happy with. You also aren't taking multiple blows to your body. Well, unless you fall off the stool. But. Listen, <laughs> we can't all stay upright during showers, right? But okay. I, I just, I can't go out and pick dandelions, and I'm like, this is dinner. Like, I just, I can't do it. Yeah, I want to. If you, I'm gonna hey, do it next spring. Okay, I'm gonna do foraging. There is this really cute girl on TikTok that I follow, and I believe that her handle is at Friendly Forager. She is so cute, and she gives you so many good tips. Mm-hmm. For local oh shit. absolutely and if you're doing something like that share it to everyone because there mm-hmm. are people who actually want to do it but maybe don't have any sort of knowledge in any way shape or form yeah. to actually do it yes too scared to start or whatever exactly you know? so yes push out information to everybody yes all right so we're on to our last problem that we're going to cover uh-huh. today all right greenhouse gases feedlots do you know what these are? Feedlots? Yes. So these are really, really big farms or ranches, I guess you would call them, because uh, they have cows on them okay. or turkeys or whatever. It is for animals. A feedlot is just... Feeding animals? Uh, yes. Okay. It's just lots, dirt lots full of animals, Um, you know, being fed and slaughtered and whatnot okay okay but these feedlots are bare 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 because they're fed corn and wheat that's grown by farmers backed by the u.s government so it's just kind of this cycle because they give them subsidies the government does right you know, we'll get, we will guarantee you this money if you grow these crops for us. So that's how a lot of agriculture works, okay? Right. But these feedlots are literally a shit ton of greenhouse gases. 
and it's not the animal's fault. So people no. need to quit fucking blaming cows. It's not the cow's fault. No. It's because the environment that they're raised on. Exactly. They have bare land. They have generally in a lot of in a lot of feedlots, there are no there's no prairie coverage. It's just dirt. Yeah, I can't think that's super healthy for the animal. I mean, the animal's fine because it gets fed and it can I, move around. I understand and it gets fed. I guess I just think that like there is something. It's sad as fuck. It's very sad. Yes. It's sad as fuck. Maybe and I feel like they the, should have more respect for what they're doing. Exactly. For us. Like these are animals. Yeah. Like, we need to have more respect for them. Exactly. And the role that they fill yeah. in our fucking and our world. It, I feel like if our cow's a little bit happier, maybe the meat we eat will be a little bit better. It's so strange how you bring that up. Weird. Yes. These greenhouse gases are concentrated because not only are there a large amount of cows who fire quite a bit, but the soil, since there is no cover crop, mm -hmm. no grass, no anything... It cannot reabsorb any CO2. So okay. anything that gets let up in the air. So, you know, a cow farts or plowing. Mm -hmm. Plowing releases a shit ton of CO2 and H2O. So mm -hmm. carbon dioxide and water. Mm -hmm. And that goes up into the atmosphere. Plants absorb it reabsorb it mm -hmm. and then they re they use it mm -hmm. they breathe it and then they let it out okay right. so i think i may be getting a little ahead of myself but here we go <laughs> instead of just like these vacant lots we can use livestock to help the regeneration process of over cultivated places all around the world by letting them strategically free roam graze mm-hmm like I just said, solid grasslands pull down CO2 from the atmosphere. Just a quick point, another point on how fucked are we. Um, <laughs> the U.S., I don't know if you know this, pulled out of the Paris Climate Agreement, which was a parameters that these countries that agreed to it and signed to it right. abide by to help reduce emissions. I thought we got back into it, though. I did not put my research. My research was okay. elsewhere. Um, I do believe that Biden has re-signed the Paris climate okay. agreement as of this moment in time. I do believe so. I do believe so. But we also, at the same time, refused to sign a, like an international bill. I'm not entirely sure. But it was called 44100. It was a pledge to contribute more carbon to the soil by changing farming habits globally. Okay. I do believe that there were 21 countries that signed in the U.S. was like, fuck that. No. Mm. So not only did we not sign that, we also pulled out of the Paris Climate yeah, Agreement. We're not so we were like, so fuck good. that. We were like, fuck the environment, apparently. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yes. So the NRCS from mm -hmm. earlier has a global modeling program. It's a computer program. That shows a full year of CO2 production. In April and May, there is a shit ton of carbon emission going on. Can you guess why? Think farmingly. 
April and you're May. You're like planting at that time. You're plowing and planting and oh, releasing okay. CO2 from the goddamn yes. ground. Okay. Yes, ma'am. You got it. And they can see those numbers they in this computer. Okay. You can see it. It's in the documentary. It shows. It just projects it. And you see these swirls. It's like a weather map. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. Okay. But you can see all this carbon. Uh, CO2 through the air. But then in June and July, there's hardly any CO2 in the atmosphere compared to the months previous. Mm-hmm. Why is that? What are the plants doing at that time? They're growing. They're growing. So they're bringing in yeah. water and carbon dioxide as nutrients. They're doing what they're supposed to be exactly. doing. And cleaning the air. Yes. And that prairie land or that uh, farmland is starting to be covered. Right. That soil is not exposed to the air. It's not releasing all that shit. It's taking it in and it's making it fertile and delicious. Oh. Right. And then let me guess. Hmm. On the next one. Oh, when it's harvesting time? Uh-huh. CO2. Oh. But not as much as, as the first time. Yes, okay. as the planting and sowing stage. Okay. Because generally, it depends on what time of farming you do. Sometimes you don't remove the entire thing. Like the Correct. roots down. Correct. So there is still something in there. So there is less disturbance to the soil. Mm-hmm. They're also not tilling it yes, up. Yes, yes, You got it. Plowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're not plowing. They're not breaking up that got it. dirt like they will be when they're planting seeds. They're just getting the they're just getting the food, the harvest up. Exactly. Okay. So bottom line is the way that we're feeding ourselves is completely undermining what we need to continue to feed ourselves. We are killing the soil the way that we're trying to farm. Yes. What can we do? It's not all doom and gloom, my dears. Good. What can we do? Ray Archuleta, a 31-year veteran of the NRSC and conservation argonomist. 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 Boom. Okay. I'm so proud of you. We got there together. Together. Ergonomist has helped teach farmers about their soil. Something Ray discovered through years of his teaching is that many farmers didn't understand the very soil that they worked with day in and day out. Yeah. They didn't understand how it worked and why. Why it did what it did. Exactly. Yeah. There is a possibility to reverse climate change in 30 years if we change some of these industrial agricultural processes. That would be in our lifetime. So how do we do it? How do we do it? One way to do that is agroforestry. I'm listening. So agroforestry is diversifying the types of plants or veggies, fruits that you plant and you can have multiple harvests at different times of the year. So basically a rotating crop. Okay. But most of the time you plant them all at the same time or depending on when they need to be planted seasonally, you would go and do that. But agroforestry helps build resiliency into the ecosystem. A lot of people that work in this vein, they like to refer to themselves as ranchers more than farmers. Okay. Okay. I think I understand. And a lot of people who do agroforestry also have 
different types of livestock. Correct. Cattle, sheep, what have you. Okay. An agroforester in Kiss the Ground tells us about his experience of industrial farming. He missed out on four years of profits, almost 100% of four years of profits, due to three years of hail damage and one year of drought in the mid-90s. Oh, wow. Only one of those years was he able to harvest 20% of his planted crop. Ouch. Yes. Yes. So he he's just out all yeah. his money and government subsidies only help so much and right. what have you. Uh, he was experiencing desertification where he was. So he went to the bank and the bank wouldn't give him any more money. Mm-hmm. So he just didn't know what to do. So he said that it was the best thing that could have happened to him. Okay. Because it forced him to turn around. And take a look at what he had as far as what he already had for farming equipment, what he had as an ecosystem and land. Mm -hmm. And he learned about agroforestry and permaculture, which I'm also going to tell you about. Okay. Now this agroforester or this rancher, he uses a no-till drill. These are super common and available worldwide. It helps to grow and regrow topsoil and maintain its health. It cuts at an angle and only lifts a small portion of soil. So it's like a little flappy do. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I've seen that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then you can come behind it and seed it. You throw your little seed in there. And then when it rains or it's irrigated, the rain is going to push that topsoil back down Mm -hmm. And it's going to seal it back up. Seal it back up. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Is it more time consuming to do something like that? Is that why they do it? It can be depending on the different type of approach you take. So if you're using more mechanical things Mm -hmm. or what have you. It can take a little bit more time. I can see that. For sure. But keeping the grasses or what's called a cover crop intact helps maintain the soil health while not interfering with your harvest crop. Right. Yeah. Yes. And then on top of that, livestock can graze those grasses or the cover crops after harvest during the winter months, thereby adding to the cycle of agroforestry. All right. Sounds pretty simple to me. Yes. Many ranchers use a system of gridding and paddocks, and they keep a map where their livestock has grazed, and they haven't. So it's literally just a gridded system, and then they have posts and... Which is why you heard them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why they're constantly moving those cattle around, and there's little cowboys with their hats herding them a certain direction. And it keeps them from overgrazing. Yes. Yes. I totally understand. It again sounds simple enough. Sounds simple enough, right? Right. So it's like moving a lawnmower. You don't let the lawnmower stay yes. in one place at all times. Yeah. You move it. Okay. You gotta move it around. I've told Sam forever that I want to get a couple of goats and start a natural landscaping company, quote quote. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You come over and like make sh- make sure that the goats are friendly and everything. 
and it can be like a learning experience you know what i mean and then use their manure in my compost pile correct thereby possibly creating another endeavor where we could sell wonderful compost yeah Yeah. you know what i mean so that don't uh, steal already don't steal it so agroforestry is working uh, with what the land favors Mm -hmm. and using cover crops so you can also have the addition of using it as feed for your cattle or you know whatever livestock you have so you don't have to feed them grain and exactly corn and all of that type of stuff grass-fed supposedly better it is their muscle fibers are tighter and stronger weird there's also a practice called permaculture okay bill molson I thought you were going to say Bill Maher, but continue. Or Bill Murray. I wasn't sure which Bill you were going to. Ah, uh, Bill Murray would have been fucking Bill sweet. Murray would have been amazing. Go ahead. <laughs> but he was the first person that coined the term in 1978. And he defines permaculture as such. The conscious design and maintenance of agriculturally productive systems, which have the diversity, stability, and resilience of natural ecosystems. It is the harmonious integration of landscape with people providing their food, energy, shelter, and other material and non-material needs in a sustainable way. Mm. Weird, right? Uh, yeah, well, that sounds pretty fucking good to me. Yeah, so permaculture is really about working with what's already there. If you have... Like everything, maybe it's there for a reason. It's been there for exactly. yeah millennia. Maybe it's there for a reason. Exactly. So if you're going into an endeavor of farming, agriculture, whatever, and you have this plot of land, you don't have to go in and just fucking desolate it. Right. Work with what's already on the land. Learn about it. And it will be even more fruitful. Exactly. Yes. The reason that permaculture and agroforestry is a hard sell to most industrial farmers is because of the USDA's commodity credit. They give farmers price guarantees for growing specific crops or subsidizing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the most popular ones are coin, are corn, wheat, and soybeans. And these are usually used in feedlots. Mm, weird. Most of the corn grown in the U.S., is feed corn. Do you remember growing up and we would drive through Indiana and we'd be looking at all the corn? And our parents constantly, corn. our parents would constantly tell us because we'd make jokes about stopping and grabbing some. No, mm-hmm. that's feed corn. Like every time we had a conversation, oh, that's yeah, feed corn. That's not good corn. Yeah, that's not good corn. Yeah. Why is there not a good corn? Well, the feed corn goes to feed the yeah. large Makes no government subsidy. Yes, feed lots and stockyards <sighs> yes 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 it was a good idea at the time when it was needed the mm-hmm. new deal but i just don't understand why we can't evolve things change evolution is good growth is good mm-hmm. change is needed mm-hmm. life is only change we also need hemp and we also need hemp. yes yes so i would save the world 
it will if save you the world. do this and have hemp you're gonna save the world save the world man number they're one they're now just starting Jesus. to allow cows to graze on hemp like they can eat hemp and it's finally it's nourished like it's super it's nourishing. good for them yes so they're just now allowing that to become well, a thing thank again god. oh thank god thanks guy, i can't Daddy. wait to get quote unquote high off my beef you know that's like what their worry was um Fucking if that is. if there's a market for that i i'm not a, saying a I would, yeah i'm not saying i'm gonna turn down but it doesn't work that way it don't work that way but if it do <laughs> it don't. let me know <laughs> you cook the butt you put butter on top of it and there it we go there way. we go elevated yep. butter i gotcha yep. spicy butter <laughs> it's real hard it's a real hard sell right but these, when it shouldn't be but yes when it I, shouldn't I be right yes but there is quite a bit of turning over that you need to do it's not that you have to start from ground zero like you're not Mm -hmm. starting at nothing but you will have to change quite a few of your practices sure because you need to manage the soil health and if they can do that they will see an economic benefit from the permaculture and agroforestry and this particular uh rancher in kiss the ground guarantees they won't go back Mm -hmm. they can potentially see an increase up to one billion dollars in profits oh my god and almost eliminate their need for any type of government subsidy Mm, can't imagine why it'd be difficult to do i know so it boils down to no plowing using cover crops planting or encouraging perennials and trees native to your area and adding compost and or mob grazing to complete the cycle of healing and maintaining the soil. Yeah. So a few other things that can help us in healing what feeds us. Uh-huh. Food waste. Food waste is a critical piece to this puzzle. San Francisco takes food scraps and makes it into compost then distributes it to local farms. Okay. San Franciscoans. I think that's what San Franciscans. San Franciscans. They have a three bin system where they have compostables, recyclables, and garbage. Like things that just can't be, you know. Right. Whatever. The less amount of shit that you have in your garbage bin or the black bin... The less you're paid for your trash and recyclable, oh, the less you have to pay. Compostable. Oh, yeah. that's yes. smart. So, personally, okay, I'm okay, deviating, deviating. I don't give a fuck. Good, charge me, make me do it. If I have more in my fucking black bin, I get charged more. Good. Yeah. They find people in the city oh. if they do not put compostable or recyclable things into the proper bins damn yes they get fined and they also get charged more in their fucking pickup holy shit yes and there are many people who have a problem with it that's a little regulating for me like you need to educate people and make them want to do it how do you propose educating people Uh, yeah, yeah right right yeah can't call a town hall meeting. Who the fuck comes to those? Yeah. Because they're worthless. Yeah. It's all bureaucracy bullshit. What are you going to do? PSA? 
I mean, aren't there like YouTube ads or something? Can't Ooh, we? Oh, there put, is YouTube I mean, ads. we gotta you gotta adjust to the new way of reaching. People. I feel you. And you you won't put that on Facebook for Edith to read. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. No. I understand. Yeah. But I it, making I think that making it a punishment if you don't do it correctly is not the right way to go. I don't at think it. it's a punishment. I think it's a correction. You know what you're signing yeah. up for because it is out there. Blur. Oh, that's when true. When you buy rent, it's whatever. It's not like it's the San law. Francisco. It's just like it's your trash service. Uh, yes, it okay. is. Uh, it is a law okay. that pertains to all trash service in San Francisco. I gotcha. Because what they do, they just take that compost, uh, that the recyclables and the compostable things, they maintain a huge compost center and then they give Mm -hmm. this shit to the farmers they don't buy it they don't do anything right and it's contributing to the soil health of san francisco and wider areas around them all right so imagine if just even a few yeah cities and towns did that you're right I don't give a fuck. I would much rather pay for it. Like if it's a little bit extra to, you know, for trash service and whatever. If you're going to do that shit so I don't have to do it or feel guilty about it. That's true. I would love. I, to I do would that. pay for a service to do that. I yes, yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah, it's just so you don't have to. And it's just a little thing at the end of the documentary spoiler alert (laughs) woody harrelson says just don't give up trying yeah keep trying like just a little something here and there you know what i mean yeah but if all you're doing is just not using plastic straws we're still fucked yeah yeah so uh yeah no fully agree with that fully Uh, agree and to me, one other thing that I thought about, like the mandated, like getting fined and whatnot mm-hmm. for trash, it's the same fucking thing as the 80s push of click it or ticket. True. There were no seatbelt laws until the 80s. Yeah. There were no seatbelt laws. Yeah. And they vary state to state. Federally, you have to have seats for like buses and stuff like that. But if it has seats, it has to have seat belts, except buses and trains and subways and stuff like that. Right. But if it has seats, it's an, autom- it's an automotive, they've got to have. But not school buses. Yeah. It's just saying that they that the uh, contraption mm-hmm. has to have it. Gotcha. It's nothing about usage. That is left up to the states. Gotcha. There were zero until I think 85 was the earliest that I saw. But yeah. don't quote me. Yeah. Yeah. That's on, no, that so it's the same right. thing of click or ticket. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. So there ends my tirade. <laughs> Composting. Do it. Composting is wonderful. It is the natural decomposition of all natural life. It helps build the soil at the root zone, which is the nutrients area. Okay. The sucky sucky. The sucky sucky. <laughs> Yes. God. Ew. So at the sucky sucky of the plan, <laughs> it helps maintain stability and it also nourishes the shit out of it. Right. Which is what you want. What you want, want, want. Passion Murray. She is an amazing human 
who takes food waste and scraps from local Detroit restaurants and turns it into compost and then turns it into amazingly nutrient-dense dirt. Okay. And she distributes that throughout Detroit. Good. I'm going to make sure that I find her Instagram Mm -hmm. so we can shout her out. Yeah. And then the Give Love organization with Patricia and David Arquette. Okay. They travel to many different places around the globe that have not only severe cultivation issues, but sanitary issues. Mm. Because if you have cultivation issues, sanitary issues usually go hand in hand. Okay. Like if one starts, the other is soon to follow. Wow. So they help different towns, villages, and what have you around the globe to use thermophilic composting. So what thermophilic (laughs) composting is, is using human poop to aid in the composting of your pile. So what they do is they help them build compost toilets. Mm -hmm. Then they show them how they're going to harvest that. Mm -hmm. Because manure is great, is a great source for helping that decomposition. Yeah, it's a whole big old circle, man. Yeah, so then they show them how to maintain those compost piles and get really dense, rich, nutrient Mm -hmm. soil. And then they, they are healing their agricultural land two problems at once yes exactly taking care of sanitary issues right and this desertification Mm -hmm. issue also there is one more example of amazing permaculture and composting the cradle of life the loess plateaus l-o-e-s-s I don't know that I'm saying it properly, but it is in the low- China. Lows? It may be Los Plateaus, but in China, uh, this has been a dead desert wasteland for literally years. Okay. Uh, like y- years. <laughs> People in current history have not lived there. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. It has been deserted for years. In 14 years, a... Area the size of Belgium. Jesus. Okay, so that's what we're talking about. The lo- uh, the lowest plateaus, right? In 14 years, they restored 14,000 square miles of I vegetation. I have heard of that. I, if you haven't seen it, you need to look it up. I will put pictures up on the Insta. Okay. But I th- honestly think I have. You're going to have to put it's before and after. fucking amazing. Yeah. Tens of millions of people were lifted out of poverty. What the fuck? Yes, because it shows their uh, street markets and mm-hmm. how different they are in those 14 years. Oh, wow. They're, oh, I'm sure. Yes, yes because there's so much beautiful uh, fruits and vegetables yeah. and things that can be grown there now. That's amazing. It's okay. amazing. I can't wait to see the pictures. I know, right? So there are things that can be done, mm-hmm. but it is going to take a massive overhaul yes. of our industrial agricultural way of life. It's going to take some hard work, man. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, And it's not like the little one, it needs to be 
governments handling this. Like, it's not like, oh, you like Woody Harrelson said, like, it's not just you now are now using a paper straw. Good for you. Yeah. It is about a mat, like a massive move. Yeah, but they would lose so much money. So it will never happen. So it's same. So it is all all about anarchy. Anarchy. Not violent anarchy, but showing the government, I don't fucking need you. And you work for me, motherfucker. Yeah. They have forgotten that they work for us. Oh, 110%. I don't doubt that at all. We need to spank some crusty dusty motherfuckers i'm just saying yes all right um until you get your back in order okay We're yeah you to not yes. need any any movements any okay. movements you can't walk that much not too much but there are things that we have been doing okay good. that you know uh, makes me feel like i'm trying a little bit mm-hmm so we've been using permaculture on our lawn and we're encouraging permaculture. We have a shit ton of clover back there, dude. Mm-hmm. Sam and I were talking about what we wanted to do with our yard because neither one of us are very good at keeping a regular schedule mm-hmm. mowing. And we just got new neighbors and I was like, I'm so sorry that you had to move in at this time. Yeah. I well, can't do it's anything. Not, yeah. My dad brought over <laughs> a bunch of roundup oh god (laughs) and was like here i brought this over you know i'm gonna kill the clover for you guys and help regrow your grass and this that and the other and i was like um we like the clover and we're actually trying to get the clover to spread and he was like what why would you want to do that i was like the clover is really good for the bees and if we had deer they would love my goddamn yard but (laughs) we don't have deer I, I said the bees love it and it only grows so fucking tall. Yeah, it's not like it grows exceptionally tall. No, like four inches. Yeah. Max, maybe six. All right. And a rainy, rainy week. But it only grows so tall and it's really pleasant to look at. You yeah. know what I mean? He goes, well, what about resell of the house? And I said, oh, no, you'll have to plow a uh, nut plow but till it up a little bit and yeah. put some grass seed yeah like that's literally it that's all yeah or you can do what the fuck you want and uh spray that shit kill the clover and it apparently doesn't harm the grass yeah that's weird so i don't get that but science sure but yeah he's like oh well i mean uh, that may be a detracting point of your house and i was like i mean i don't like to mow so there's that so we're doing that and now i'm inspired to start actually composting cool it's gonna have to be small for right now you know so that i can manage it so i don't have to like fucking throw it on sam again exactly you're not giving sam a massive undertaking yes and also there is a personal quest that you can give yourself okay and it's just the question of what farms am I supporting? So right. do I know where my meat and my veggies are coming from? I'm not anyone to preach Absolutely. organic or um, what is called a regenerative diet. Right. So you're eating things that come from places that use sustainable harvesting right. and whatnot. When Every I little bit can, helps. I definitely want to support them. Exactly. Hands down. I like... 
butcher shops and things like local butcher shops and mm-hmm. whatnot. Uh, we love to buy our meat from there. And who does not love a fucking farmer's market? Who doesn't love a farmer's market? Oh, my God. Uh, since I've been able to feel better mm-hmm. and walk around more, my farmer's markets have been fucking rained out. Oh, I'm so yeah, sorry. the past two weeks. So I'm really looking forward. I hope that it's sunny on Thursday because my mom and I are planning on going. Wonderful. Yes, yes, yes. Support. All right, my friend. I think that this leads us to uh, get that shit. Oh, does it? Oh. I think it do. Um, first of all, great job. Absolutely great oh, job. Thanks. And uh, weirdly, out of all of that, and it could be because it's a little late, but I'm starving and I want like fresh fruits and veggies. <laughs> yes. Like that's that's exactly where that puts me. Yes. So, along with slightly pissed off at the world we live in. But I really yep, yep, yep. intriguingly enraged. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Intriguingly enraged. On brand. Absolutely for <laughs> us. Okay. So I do have a get that shit for you tell me about it um it is found on etsy the shop is raspberry r-a-s-p-b-e-r-i i I love it it is handmade magnets and pins and they are some of like the very vintage looking ones Oh, um, yes. Yes. But they say like really funny things like, let's see, sarcastic work magnets. Um, <laughs> I got mood poisoning at work. It must be something I hate. Hilarious. With the cute little, the wine ladies. Here we go. Oh, yeah. One yeah. for you. Wine is the answer. What's the question? <laughs> um, but they have like old school pinup girls oh on them. God. Yeah. They're adorable. I love it. Not too bad. Like... You can choose six for ten bucks. Damn! Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Cutesy little magazines and every like, just little magnets, not magazines. Yes, I love to it. Decorate. Um, again, that is the shop called Raspberry. I feel like I really have to put that P in there. You have to hit it. We will tag you on the Instagram. I love it. It's super oh, cute. And uh, you got a little uh, something, something. Coming in the mail soon. Oh no! Yeah, what did you little, do? Well, something, something. I don't know. You know, we we talk about all these great things and whatnot, and oh, you know, sometimes boy. when you come into money, you just gotta oh my give god, give a little bit. You know, balling over here, balling over here. Absolutely. Oh, well, you're a doll. my friends, it's been fun. Thank you. It's been great. Make sure that you are checking us out on all of the multiple listening platforms that we have. What we got? We got that Podbean. Ooh. We have Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. You can find all of these links to these wonderful platforms on our Insta bio at GTS underscore podcast. While you're there, make sure you do all of the fun little button pushing, mm, uh, mm, like, following, mm, subscribing, but mm. we can get our sponsors and get you guys more content. While you're there, click on the link tree, check out our website. Yeah. Uh, make sure you send us all of your fun stuff at GTS with Kaylee and Cassie at gmail.com. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for being here. Uh, thank you for being here. Absolutely. Love you guys. Love and light. Love and light. Bye. Bye.